0: Voyagers, welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 95. I'm in Honolulu. I've touched down on American soil for the first time in like five and a half months. And it's nice, man. It is beautiful here. Every day so far has been like 80 and sunny, really beautiful beaches, beautiful people. It's nice because Taipei was getting kind of like... Uh, gray and misty every day, kind of like a Pacific Northwest kind of weather vibe. Oh, so it's so nice to be back in the sun. And I'm in town because, what is it, 2.13? Yeah, right? Yeah, Bellator 2.13 is Saturday night, and that is headlined by Honolulu's own Alima Leigh McFarlane. So she was on the podcast back in June. She is a badass champion in the featherweight division, Of women's MMA in Bellator. So I thought, hey man, I'm, you know, sort of in this part of the world. I was in East Asia and, you know, she supported me by coming on the podcast. So I'd like to fly out to Hawaii and hit up some beaches, hit up some hikes, and then go support her for her hometown fight. So that's why I'm here. And I'm so excited because tomorrow is Saturday. Actually, it's almost Saturday now as this is very late. And I'm pumped, man. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So I'll report back on the results on the next recording that I do. All right. Today, my guest is Mike Castillo. He's Big Island Mike. Mike is a BMX rider. He has judged for every X Games that there's ever been, starting with X Games 1. He has been a judge for the BMX contest. He is also a very well-known tattoo artist. He himself is covered head-to-toe in tattoos. He tattoos here in Honolulu and in Los Angeles, and he's also been all over the world uh, for both BMX and for tattooing. So he's got a wealth of awesome stories, a whole lot of travels, and he's just like a really, really, really nice guy. He's a good dude, and uh, he was an awesome guest. So I am pleased to be able to share his story with you. Right after this quick intro, you are going to hear Ruby Soho by Rancid, because Rancid is his favorite band, so we'll give them some love, too. All right, folks. If you are able to support the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast financially, you can do so on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thevoyagesoftimvedder. If you are not able to do so financially but still want to support... Well, first of all, thank you for listening. That's supporting. You can also subscribe and you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or the podcast application of your choice. You can find the link to Patreon in the show notes for this episode, as well as the links to Mike's social media and to the tattoo shops that he works at. All right, folks, this is Rancid with Ruby Soho. Enjoy it. That Yeah, man. So my assumption, which I think maybe is a fair assumption, is that you were born and raised on the Big Island. But you were telling me that's not true.
1: That is not true. So where'd Uh, that come from? First time I ever got to the Big Island was in 2002. Uh, I got the Big Island name when I first went to a BMX contest in Wisconsin back in 1992. It was a a bicycle stunts contest for... uh, uh, Matt Hoffman's BMX thing, you know. Yeah. So went out there. Uh, there, I'm getting ready to do my run, and the guy's like, "All right, next up from Hawaii, it's Big Island Mike." And I'm just, I'm from Oahu, <laughs> yeah. from the west side, pissed because I'm like, "Fuck, I'm not even from Big Island, you know? I'm from Oahu. I'm from Makakilo." And uh, next thing you know, he's just like, announcing it. Magazine comes out, says Big Island really? Mike on there, yeah, and you know, and it's stuck ever it's since. Stuck.
0: You were quite so, young in 92, no?
1: Yeah, I was, I was just turning 20. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I was 19 when I went to that contest, actually. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, man, like, I was going to ask about that. This is my first time in Hawaii, uh-huh. and I'm ashamed to admit that I actually, <laughs> initially, I thought that this island was called Honolulu. Yeah. And, and then I got here, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> You're uh-huh. like, oh,
1: I'm on Oahu. <laughs> <Wahoo." laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. No, I've had friends come to try to... Surprise me, and they'd come and fly into the Big Island. Really? And they're like, "Oh, we're here." I'm like, "Where are you at? We're at the airport." I was like, "Which one?" And they're like, "Kona." I was like, "That's the wrong one. You yeah. gotta go to Honolulu." And you know, and they'd be like, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> All right. So, yeah, another two hours later, they're over here. You know.
0: Are there like, um, like cultural or like characteristic differences between like people who grew up on the different islands?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, anyone that's grown up on the island. You know, they speak pidgin, which I think we're going about it uh, a little earlier. You know, we're like broken English for uh, different migrants from uh, China, Japan, Philippines and Hawaiian islands to kind of learn to talk to each other. So it's like kind of a mix of everyone's uh, broken English. But if
0: you're from, so like you're from Oahu. Yeah. If someone's from the Hawaii island or from Maui. Yeah. Are there going to be like... Are there like rivalries or are there like, uh, like differences uh, no, in don't the so. personalities? I not think so.
1: not anyway. Like, okay. we get lot, like every time I go to Maui or Big Island or Kauai, I seem to get along with all the locals there, so it's good. Okay. Yeah.
0: For most people from the mainland, so like I'm from New York, right? Yeah. It snowed the other day, so I'm not looking forward to going back to that. But I think most people look at Hawaii and uh, you know, fair enough. They look at it as a paradise, right? Right, right. You know, beautiful beaches, beautiful women, surfing, they're skating. All true. Growing up here, though, like is was that your reality? That like, oh yeah, I'm living in this in a in a paradise, or like, you know, it doesn't mean you don't suffer the same like shit that most adolescents go through.
1: Right. No, of course not. Yeah, when I was when I was growing up, I I didn't even want to be here. Yeah. Like I wanted to, you know, like I guess when I was younger, I. You know, this was just home. This is what I knew. And then as I got older and I wanted to be a BMXer, BMX was, like, really, really hard to be
0: mm.
1: a part of here on the island. Like, everyone was a surfer or a skater or something else, you know? Yeah. And so trying to ride BMX, it, w- it was pretty hard. But all my friends growing up were all skateboarders. So once I started getting pretty good at BMX, then I, you know, I definitely wanted to travel more and get out of Hawaii so, yeah, so that's you, about it and then now that I'm older I, all I want to do is be back here yeah so
0: it seems to be like a um, I guess the word is like a transitory type of a place in that a lot of people I've talked to I've had a couple of like younger Uber drivers and stuff and yeah. and they'll say like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking to try to go
1: elsewhere oh uh, really um, yeah. yeah like d- I, I always hear people wanting to move here and uh, they have a hard time trying to get established here yeah you know? They'll be here for about five years and shit's not working out for them. So they go back home to wherever they're from. Is that like a jobs thing or? It's, yeah, a job thing, you know, how expensive everything is. Yeah. I guess friends and family matter, you know, like if you're away from all your family and friends, it makes it a little hard for you, you know, so.
0: When you were getting into BMX, so this is like the the VHS era. Were, were yeah. you getting into it through
1: like oh, tapes yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, magazines, oh, magazines. Okay. Like there weren't even BMX videos out till like I think eighty seven, maybe huh. something like that. So before that, it was just me and my neighbors riding around the neighborhood. You know, just building dirt jumps, trying to do flatland tricks that you see in the magazines. You yeah. Know? And that was about it. But that's how I started.
0: Wow. And then, so just like self taught, you're seeing the tricks. And it's like, yeah, just
1: you'll see these tricks and you're like, man, how'd they do that? And like my older neighbor, Leighton, uh, who I, he's still my neighbor, you know, but he brought me into BMX and he's the one that kind of helped me get to, you know, get going, you know. But once I went to the mainland and saw everyone else riding, it, it made it a lot easier, you know. Yeah. When you're surrounded by people that want to ride and, yeah, in a, a
0: community, yeah.
1: Yeah, so. You, Made it a little easier.
0: Do you remember, like, the first competition that was here on, on Oahu? And, like, first, were you
1: part of it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, Well, no, the first contest I was too scared to. Really? Yeah. I hate riding in front of crowds. I hate talking in front of crowds. Really? Hate, yeah. I'm real pretty shy oh. in that part, you know, but uh, I just get nervous. So I remember the very first contest was in Pearl City at the bike shop. That I was a part of, actually. Uh. I'm sure there was probably a contest before I even started riding. Yeah. But that was the one I remember. And we all went down there, and everyone signed up, and then I just chickened out. Really? And, yeah, didn't enter. And then uh, they had another contest a few few months later, and uh, the guys that brought me there kind of pushed me and kind of just was like, no, you're, you're riding or you're not getting a ride home. Whoa. So, ended up riding in it, and... Didn't do too too bad. I think I got, like, maybe third or something like that. So it was was good, you know.
0: Is there, or or at the time, was there criteria, or could you just sign up and enter?
1: Yeah, there was a beginner class and an expert class. No pro class yet here in Hawaii. Okay. So
0: So is it sort of like, you know, um, and we'll talk a little bit. Uh, later about mma but i've had some people on who were there in the early days of mma yeah and they call it like the wild west days yeah uh, so is this like the wild west days of bmx like at at a at a competition or a contest like was there like medical staff and stuff like that
1: no yeah it was not <laughs> so back in well 92 is when i started going to the mainland to start competing and everything and it was gnar- like contests were way better way funner you know, people were drinking, smoking on the deck right before they dropped in to go do their run. No, I don't remember any medical at the first few. You know, people were just getting broke off and just like, all right, well, you know, it's somebody go take them to the hospital and come Whoa. back. And uh, just the riding level was insane because that was the first time people from the East Coast, West Coast, and the Midwest uh. were all came together and riding together and seeing what everyone was doing. Yeah, and so that progressed the sport a lot during those years okay just the contest vibe was insane like people were just going for stuff and you know like matt hoffman's his little quote was if you walked away you didn't try hard enough Uh, and so people were just you know wrecking themselves but it was amazing writing amazing
0: yeah and this is uh, i'm assuming like i guess the thing that really like catapulted you know, like action sports, right? Is, it
1: was the X Games and, X Games, and, and yeah.
0: ESPN picking up the X Games. This was before that
1: time. No? That was before that time. So, that, you know, this was, I'm t- talking like 91, 92. And then X Games got into it, I think. So, next year or 2019 will be my 25th year of judging X Games. Whoa. I've judged every single one. So, really? 24, yeah. So, oh, 24 years ago is when they started, which is 90. Six, I guess, or yeah, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I've judged every single X Games. Wow. Yeah, all now, the BMX stuff, anyway.
0: You know, th- I think like I- at least like it sounds so cheesy to say this, but like imagery and like f- in, in like a fashion sense. Yeah. Nowadays, like it's very like almost cool and popular to 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 look like a skater and to. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, there was skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, BMX is still pretty much yeah that's true bottom of the barrel <laughs> you know like it's like surfing skating yeah all cool BMX eh, you know like no but but, but there was we a- get a lot of respect from the surfing and uh, skateboard oh. community just because you know a lot of the riders are really gnarly you know yeah. so
0: there was a time though when. Even those things like like skating like you were a loser like you weren't a oh, cool yeah, person yeah, totally
1: um, yeah when I was in high school you know nobody you know the skate crew hung out all yeah. together you know and we did our own thing it was just a bunch of dudes that were just awkward kids that didn't like like traditional sports you know yeah. so just going out doing our own thing
0: did it seem to you like a viable I mean, it couldn't have like a viable career choice, oh, did you? Hell no. Yeah.
1: Not even, <laughs> I never, like, I laugh. Like, me and um, Hoffman uh, travel around the world a lot and uh, sit in hotel rooms in weird countries, just laughing. Like, yeah. can't believe we're here. Yeah, man. On our bikes, doing this stuff. Like, you know, made careers out of it, kind of, you know? So, it's, it's awesome. You never, never would you have thought it, you know, like when I was younger, I wanted to be a pro. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're just kind of traveling in the world, riding your bike, hanging out with really good friends and doing cool shit, you know, and then next, yeah.
0: That's the dream, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you have something in, in your mind, like as a teenager, like this is a, a career path, uh, something different, like, oh, I want to be a, I don't know, an electrician or
1: I want to... I, I- I wanted to be a photographer. Oh, cool. And uh, so for 10 years, I was a photographer and graphic designer, like right out of, uh, I took a semester in college. So uh. took a semester in college for photography. Photography teacher's like, oh yeah, you know, let, here's a project we have to do and uh, come or do a project and turn it in. So I had a picture printed in the magazine, you know. And uh, he, I was like, hey, hey, Mr. Little, here's my my picture. And he yeah. goes, it's in a magazine. I was like, yeah. He goes, they pay you for it? I was <laughs> like, yeah. He goes, what are you doing in my class? I was like, I don't know. My parents make me go to college. Yeah. And he goes, no, you need to be out there doing your own thing. I was like, yeah, you tell my parents that. Yeah, yeah. And so he did. He came over to my house and told my parents. Really? I Whoa. didn't need to be in college. I need to be out on the road. How did they doing take that? Own thing. They were like. I guess if the teacher's saying it, it must be true. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, go go do your own thing. So took off to California, lived with a couple of friends out there, riding BMX and, and taking and photos. And
0: So you were shooting like BMX?
1: I was shooting BMX, Whoa. skateboarding, a little bit of motocross, but mostly BMX and skateboarding.
0: Have you ever put out like, uh, like a compilation of your photos or a book or something?
1: I've had a couple art shows here like oh. locally and, uh, you know, but no books or anything. Like, I have a lot of pictures printed in magazines, yeah. like BMX Plus and Ride Magazine and uh, probably a couple other little ones, you uh, know? But, yeah. Had a few pictures published. Yeah.
0: You, you mentioned Matt Hoffman. Um, I think in, like, most people's minds, if you say BMX, they'll think of, like, Matt Hoffman or Dave Mirab. Right. these two, like, the biggest names. Of course, names.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, how Legends. O- yeah. Yeah.
0: How early... Did you like link up with those guys?
1: I met Matt in 92 at that Wisconsin contest. And then since then? And it was just like, you know, flew all the way from Hawaii. He was like, so great. He was like, oh my God, you flew from Hawaii? That's crazy. You yeah. know, he didn't even know they had dudes that rode BMX in Hawaii, really, you know? And since then, like, I'll see him at contests. And I think it was probably later that year in Oklahoma, he had a contest at his home park. And so we all went out like two weeks early just so we could hang out and ride and hang out with him, you know, like legend BMX dude. And we're like hanging out at his place and he's working on his bike company called Hoffman Bikes at the time. Yeah. And so I was like, or he asked if he's like, oh man, we need to get some art done. And I was like, I know how to draw, you know. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. Drew some things up for him, you know, and like, it's like, oh, Rad, you looking for a job? I was like, sure, why not? Whoa. And so yeah, did graphic design work and photography for Hoffman for, Hoffman for almost 10 years. Whoa.
0: When you say home park, you mean literally like Oklahoma his City. park,
1: yeah, at in his-, his warehouse. That's wild. Yeah. So he had a whole skate park built at his warehouse. And uh it was amazing. Amazing. He had his own vert ramp and big, you know, big quarter pipe at the time. Yeah. And a skate park that he had a held contest at every year. So it's
0: pretty rad. Yeah, man, it's almost like um, it's almost like being in a touring band or something like that. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of feels like it, you know. Yeah. yeah, sleeping on people's floors, just hanging out with your boys, riding weird skate parks all around the country, you know.
0: And you've you've either judged or been in contests like yeah. around the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Man. Yeah.
0: I I can remember like. When you used to get like either, I had a lot of my friends would, would skateboard, so uh-huh. we'd watch those videos. Like, like I think it was like Rodney Mullen who had the street oh, yeah. videos. Yeah,
1: those are insane, insane. And he's still skating, you know, and they're all still skating. Tony Hawk, Caballero, Caballero's like in his 50s, you know, still ripping. Krishna Soy in his 50s, ripping. Oh. So it's the same, you, yeah.
0: So there was, like, some crossover, like, you got to... Yeah, we all get to guys. hang out together, Whoa. so it's
1: cool. Yeah, it's um, very cool.
0: <laughs> one of the other things besides just, like, like cool trick videos is, like, I, I can remember, like, being a kid and watching, like, crashes. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I'm 32, and, yeah. like now as my body starts to break down a little bit from like normal wear and tear like it's hard for me to watch some of that shit Yeah. but like Matt Hoffman was a guy who like had some like wild crashes
1: wild crashes yeah. and he's still riding though that's nuts still riding still killing it you know he, he's he's amazing have yeah.
0: you ever had any like significant injuries yeah
1: I've, you know broke both the ankles at a few, <sighs> couple times broke both wrists a couple at times.
0: once both ankles no, once. no 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 oh, different okay.
1: times blew <sighs> out both knees a couple times you know <sighs> And uh, tailbone—that was the worst one. You broke your tailbone. Broke my tailbone on a handrail, oh. and then I had to get on a flight to California the next day. No, so I was on the plane trying to sit down, and just. And they can't like. What can dying. you do for that? Like nothing. They well, I didn't get anything. I didn't. Yeah, drink a lot of whiskey. You know, and yeah. that's about it. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, you're kind of in pain.
0: Damn it. Yeah. So you am I correct in thinking that at some point? you're you're riding, you're judging, you're taking photos and then like your gear gets stolen. Like your yeah. photo gear.
1: So we were in Barcelona, Spain for a uh, X Games contest. Oh man, that's And cool. uh we were, I think we were there for almost 2 weeks. And that, back then we were shooting film still. So I'm shooting all this film oh. all week long. We're getting ready to go to the airport in the hotel lobby all my shit gets stolen. And Fucking, you know, super pissed, bummed, whatever. Get back to California and the guy I was getting tattooed already. So I was like already getting tattooed a lot and the guy that was tattooing me, Mark Mahoney, he was he was like, Well, what are you gonna do? You wanna get new camera gear or do you wanna learn how to tattoo? And he I was like, Well, if are you gonna teach me? And he's like, Yeah, if you wanna learn well, you have to, you know. You know, make your sacrifices and come in and, you know, just be here at the shop. That was the shamrock up in uh, Hollywood. And, oh, okay. And uh, I was like, yeah. So did that for almost two years. Uh, apprentice under Mark and all the guys that work there.
0: And for Learned maybe like tattoo. the uninitiated, like he's a pretty influential guy. From Mark Mahoney
1: is like the dude in oh. tattooing for sure. Yeah. Oh, amazing, man. amazing tattooer, amazing person, great—you know, just all-around great guy. And did he? Did he do your first one? He did not do my first one. First one I got was by this guy Craig Christie out in Dana Point, and uh, he did the bicycle chain around my arm. Ah. Uh, so had to get the BMX thing yeah, yeah. represented on me first, and then I ran into him like 21 years later at a tattoo convention at Muse Inc. out in Orange County. And I was like, dude, you did my first tattoo? Yeah. You know, like, it was, we were tripping out, but, yeah, it was really cool. How old were you when you got that? Uh, 19. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, it's another thing. It's funny because it's like, it's there's like three things, right? It's like action sports, like punk music, and tattoo culture. Like, all of those things were, again, like, I, I say this somewhat lovingly, but, like, you were a loser. Like, you were yeah. not, a, like seen as a cool person, and now all of those things are just, like, totally normalized within, like, mainstream Pretty close American to it, culture. pretty close
1: yeah. to it, yeah, yeah. I always think, it, I, you know, that's my world, mm. and so that's what I see every day. Yeah. But when I'm in, hanging out with, like, my friends from high school or people you just meet off the street, and you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, my favorite band's Rancid, and they're like, who's Rancid? Like, well, oh, that's, like... Huge in my world, but to, like, the doctor or lawyer that you meet on the street that have no clue who they are, you know? Or, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I ride BMX and Matt Hoffman. Who's that, you know? And, you know, like, oh, I tattooed Mark Mahoney and, like, who's that? I'm like, fuck, (laughs) who are you guys, you know? Like, where have you guys been? But, I mean, the world is, our world, I think our world is still pretty small compared to the big picture, you know? (laughs)
0: I'm going to come back to Rancid. Okay. Um, but it seems like here in Hawaii, like, tattoo culture with Hawaiian people is maybe more so than a lot of places I've seen, yeah. like, really yeah. normalized. It's more
1: like tattooing is part of their culture mm-hmm. and tradition. Yeah. So a lot of people here get a lot of tribal tattoo work and, you know, kind of re- represent the islands and where they're from. Uh, yeah so the, yeah there's a lot of people here so like mom wasn't Tattoo. pissed when you started getting oh, tattoos. oh yeah she was pissed oh really oh she was super pissed <laughs> did you cry. hide it she cried every time i came home oh. she would just be like oh no, <laughs> you got another one you got another one she'd be crying <laughs> and i'd be like oh, i got another one mom and she'd be like oh no what you get i was like and i'd show her and i got an angel on my chest that mark mahoney did oh. and it was just amazing gorgeous gorgeous angel on my chest and you know, pulled up my shirt, and my mom's like, "Ah, oh wait, wow, that's really nice. Wow, that's that's a beautiful tattoo." And you're wow. just like, and then from there, you know, uh, started tattooing. They're really Catholic Filipinos. Uh-huh. My parents are both of them, and so oh. I started tattooing the priest at their Catholic church. I've tattooed like three of the priests at the church. Really. So now they're just like, "Oh yeah, my ta- my son tattoos," and you know, now they're stoked on it so
0: oh we were talking about the philippines earlier yeah. both of your parents are both filipino. of my parents
1: are from the philippines oh wow from like the first generation born in the us
0: damn does mom make you know food from oh yeah
1: yeah no oh. Lopia, pancit Look all the you, man. all the filipino food yeah, yeah for sure yeah
0: wow um you know we were talking earlier and just the couple of tattoos they have are you know they're from like other cultures and i'm like like, a pretty standard-looking, like, white American guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll hear some people talk about, like, cultural appropriation, right? Like, how do you feel about non hawaiians getting, like, Hawaiian imagery and, like, Polynesian bands and things like that?
1: I have nothing. Yeah, I, you know, I have nothing to say. Like, uh, I have no idea because I tattoo people all day long, you yeah. know, with Hawaiian imagery, you know. I think as long as they're getting it in a respectful way, I think it's, yeah. You know, it's great, you know, bring the culture out there, spread it out, and, you know, educate them on what's going on around here.
0: That's, like, been my experience with, so, like, when I was in Malaysia, we were talking right. earlier, I said to, the guy, his name is Boyce, uh, Boyce Grang, and he had tattooed Anthony Bourdain, who was, uh-huh. like, like, one of my heroes, so yeah. I was like, I definitely want to try to see this guy. Of
1: course, yeah.
0: Um, and I said to him, like, right before I got it done, I'm like, hey, like, is it weird to you if I get this? Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not, not Malaysian. Here, I'm not Malay- your yeah, specific yeah, yeah. ethnic identity within Malaysia. Right. And he was like, "Yeah, man. Like, our culture is shrinking a little bit, and when people can
1: appreciate it, it yeah.
0: It, yeah. Um, oh no, that's cool.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I feel the same way. You know. Yeah. As long as everyone's getting it in a respectful way and everything, I think that's great. Cool. Yeah.
0: Hey. So, like, you were talking about how you, um. You tattooed the priest, which is freaking brilliant, yeah. man. Yeah. Have you ever tattooed a family member?
1: I tattooed my sister and my cousins. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. So far. But no, no mom or dad, <laughs> either, you know, grandpa, <laughs> grandparent tattoos. No no, 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 that.
0: Was your entry into the world of, like, punk music, like we were talking about, Rancid, yeah. was that through BMX and skateboarding? That was through BMX yeah. and skateboarding,
1: for sure. Yeah. Just all, you know, like when the, well, the videos that came out always had punk rock music uh to it. The magazines always covered their favorite bands and stuff. So that's how you heard of it. And then started going to all these punk rock shows out here in Hawaii. Oh, I was going to ask about that, yeah. And back in the day, they used to have a lot of punk shows. Really? People would fly them in and they'd have these really good punk shows. And it was amazing. And not so much now, but you know is it we'll, we'll catch yeah, it gets too expensive. So we'll catch a few shows here and there, you uh, know. But uh, when I'm on the mainland I'm always at a show or something, you know. That's cool. But I try to go see any live music really. Uh. yeah. But punk is definitely one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. That- just the energy of it and you know, the way it makes you feel and amps you up and it's just great, you know.
0: That's my roots too. Like but one thing I love to do now is, like, when I'm in other countries. Yeah. Because, like, uh, a lot of countries don't really get many touring bands. Yeah. So, like, when a touring band comes through, of, of any genre, like, people show up. Yeah. So now it's like, like, I was in Kenya and I saw, like, Diplo. And, like, I don't listen to Diplo, but yeah. it was, like, fucking yeah, awesome yeah, seeing yeah, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: No, it's, I, I love to go see live music, yeah. no matter what kind of music it is. Just, you know. You know how much work they put into it, the talent and everything that shows. So, I think it's rad.
0: Do you know um I think they're called Rotten Blossom? No. From I think they're from this island. Oh, really? They're newer. They're like a I think it's like an all-female band and they're like sort of like like riot girl punk No, stuff. No, yeah. I never heard of them. Yeah, that'd okay. be bad to see. Yeah, because I was trying to, like, find out if there was much of a scene here, and, like, that was something I was finding that, like, yeah. you have to, bands have to fly in, and, like, yeah, the yeah. promoter has to kind of foot that bill.
1: Yeah. There is a show tonight, I think. Really? Yeah. I think over at, uh, uh next, oh, wait, no, where was it at? Downbeat Diner, I think.
0: Downbeat Diner?
1: Yeah. That's, like, around here somewhere? In Chinatown, yeah. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. yeah.
1: I think they're doing a show tonight.
0: I haven't been into Chinatown yet, but, like. Oh, you
1: gotta go. Yeah, uh. it's a scene. The hotel street, you know, they cleaned it up quite a bit. When we were growing up it was super gnarly. Uh, but now they got a lot of restaurants and bars over there. So it's cleaned up quite a bit. Yeah,
0: you know, when you say that, like I've seen um unfortunately, like some tweakers around. Like I guess it's it's oh, like yeah. a it's a method.
1: Yeah. There's a definitely a problem out here for that. Uh, yeah, people are into it.
0: Is that just like a is that a poverty thing? Like, what?
1: Yeah, you know, oh. it's just a little cheaper way to get high, and then once you get hooked on it, you're just kind of stuck, and it alters your brain quite a bit to where you know you're just not the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're on it, so yeah, I don't, you know, never got addicted to it, so I don't really know how it affects you. But <laughs> I've known a few friends that you, oh, really? you Kind of just oh, uh, yeah, lose sight of you know, but some of them come back and. Stronger than ever, you know? Yeah, I won't say any names, but you had texted me a name, and I know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. he's got a history.
0: Um, So, like, man, you're... It's funny, because, like, before I do these, like, you know, I'll I'll make sure that I'm educated enough about a person and the thing they do to, to uh-huh. talk to them and, and to carry on a conversation. And, like, everything that's written about you is just, like... This is the nicest guy. This is the greatest guy.
1: Don't get that out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's.
0: <not> <laughs> Someone said like, uh, one of your friends was like, yeah, he's the nicest, mean-looking guy I've right, <laughs> right, ever yeah. met. Yeah. And your like your almost like your social network is so vast. Right. Like, do, do people. At this that's point. from the.
1: That's basically from the tattoo world. Yeah. So you're tattooing all kinds of people. You know, you're not stuck in your own little world of, oh, I'm just gonna tattoo bikers, skaters, and punk rockers or whatever. And, you know, when you're at a tattoo shop, you're tattooing all kinds of people that just come in. Yeah. Lawyers, doctors, you know, just and you know, anyone off the street really that wants to get a tattoo. So you meet all these people from different genres you know
0: and people sort of now like at this point they seek you out almost like like a destination yeah, took place like yeah, i'm gonna yeah. go to hollywood because i'm gonna get a right tattoo right, from, right
1: right yeah you know, like, i mean people have which is i'm super grateful and yeah. thankful for but you know be nice if a little bit more did you know yeah. but it's good i make a living tattooing and i'm stoked on it
0: well do you ever like um i'm not comparing myself to you but and this is a, a way I can explain it. I get to to sit down with people that like inspire me greatly, man. From right. like even like I'll draw a great inspiration from an MMA fighter or from a tattoo artist, or I've had like some of my musical heroes on the podcast, yeah. and like it's so freaking cool every time. Oh, totally. Like it, 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 so for you, like it hasn't, you know, like I'm reading like you like tattoo Travis Pastrana or like Rick Thorne. like that. Is it normal for you at this point or is it still like geek you out a little bit?
1: Oh, it geeks me out all the time. Uh, but those guys are really close friends of mine, so uh-huh. it's always weird like like we hang out, you know, all the time and then you you forget who they are, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then when you see them either doing their thing, you're like, "Oh wow, yeah. He's super talented at what he does." And you're just like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he he does that too, yeah. you know." And you you kind of just forget. But a lot of them, all the guys I have really close personal relationships with, I always, I definitely forget. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, shit, that, that's Matt Hoffman or, you know, or that's Tony Hawk. You're like, wow, those yeah. are legends. That, you, and you forget about it, you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, you know. That's know,
0: actually like, that's been my experience, too, because it's like, you, you know, I'll put a microphone in front of some people. Yeah. And I'd be like, whoa, you get nervous too? Like, yeah, I would never yeah. expect you to get nervous. Oh, yeah. Or like, oh, yeah. Ah.
1: yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. You know, you, you'd be, I'll be eating with someone and just be like, can't believe I'm eating here. Yeah. You know, like sitting across this person. You're like, wait, no, that's, why Why is that weird? You know?
0: And you, know. the proximity of like your shop being in Hollywood also like, gives you exposure to people who are like, I don't know if I want to see celebrities or like people that are like in music right.
1: and movies and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah. Um Shamrock Social Club is known for tattooing a lot of celebrities. Oh. Uh, all the guys that work there are amazing tattooers. Mark Mahoney's the owner of that spot. So like people come to Mark, you know, from around the world just to get tattooed uh, by. Oh yeah, them. okay. So the people that come in, you know, they're are just, you know, tattoo enthusiasts but also a lot of them are really talented at whatever they do, you know? Like I'll tattoo people and not know who they are until they leave and then you're like, Oh wow, that was this dude. Yeah. You know, and you're just like getting on their Instagram or whatever and you're just like, Wow, that guy's kind of famous, you know, like like I said, like in their worlds, you know? Like in our world, you wouldn't know who they were.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? But y- like you've like, like you'll get
1: more stoked tattooing like Rick Thorne. Yeah, of course. Some, you know, somebody that's on every TV screen in the world, you know, just because you, you you have something in common, you have something to talk about, and you click better, you know?
0: You've tattooed uh, Noah Cyrus, right?
1: I did. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's rad. She's super rad. Her whole family's rad. Oh. Got to meet them in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, we were kind of just going back and forth on Instagram, and then... Uh, She's like, oh, when I get back to L.A., I'd love to get tattooed. And I was like, oh, wait, I see you're in Nashville the same day I'm in Nashville. She's like, what? Really? You got to come to my show? And so I went to her show, brought brought a couple friends and uh, watched her show. Amazing, amazing, amazing singer, like amazing musician, you know what I mean? Their whole family is incredible. Super nice, super hospitable, you know what I mean? Got there. And tattooed her and a couple of her friends in her dressing room after the show, which was pretty rad, you know. And then after that, just kept in contact. And then whenever I'm in L.A., she'll stop by the Shamrock and get something or one of her friends will get something, you know. But it's it's pretty rad. She's super cool.
0: You were doing a guest spot in Nashville. Is that how? Uh,
1: I was working over at Carrie Hart's shop. There in Nashville, Tennessee, doing a couple of tattoos.
0: Such a cool then, way to see the world, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, yeah. I've known Kerry for a while just from the BMX and motocross and X Games stuff. Okay. And then he got into the tattoo world, you know, with the Hart and Huntington shops, you know. He had one here in Hawaii and then one in Vegas and then the Nashville one and Florida, I think, is the other one where he has one. So uh, get to see him every once in a great while, you know. But it's always, it's always good to see him. He's such a great guy, you know. Have you ever worked in New York? Uh, not tattooing, no. Okay. No, I haven't. I I love New York. I love uh. New York City. That was like, New York City was like my favorite city to go and hang out at for years and years until I started going to Shanghai. And uh. then I was like, oh, Shanghai is like fun. Really? Amazing, yeah. Uh. Amazing, fun city. And then, you know, but I, I still love New York, like love it.
0: You've tattooed in Shanghai?
1: Yeah. yeah. I have a friend in Shanghai, uh, my friend Ting. She owns a shop there. And so every time, they'd have like X Games out there every year. And so I'd go out there for the week, and then I'd stay either a week or two in Shanghai just to tattoo and hang out with them.
0: That's so cool, man. So
1: it was amazing. Amazing spot.
0: I saw you in a picture probably on your Instagram with um, Thomas Hooper.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Thomas used to ride BMX, too. I did so not know that. he was that. a BMXer back really? in the early 90s, I guess, you know. So he rode for SM bikes, which I rode for oh. SM bikes back in the 90s. And so he was on the uh, England team or UK team or whatever and uh, met him out there. And then he started tattooing. So I started following him a little bit on the Tattoo World, you know. And, like, he just amazing tattooer, you know. Insane, just, yeah brought that same talent he brought into BMX and brought it into tattooing, which, you know, uh, yeah, it was just amazing. All yeah, the work he does, you know.
0: He's done some stuff like uh, some prints and some uh, artwork for bands yeah. and stuff like that too. A
1: lot of prints, artworks, like uh, geometrical shapes. Yeah, stuff, you know, just nuts. Amazing, yeah, stuff you go blind on when you're yeah. tattooing it, you know. But he does an amazing job, yeah.
0: So even though you're like, you know, one of, like, the people in that world now? Are there still tattoo artists that you say to yourself, like, oh, man, I need to go get something done by that guy? Oh,
1: of course. Yeah, really? no, there's a ton of people. I, I, I have spots on my body, like, reserved really? for these people. Yeah. I've, you know, there's spots on my, you know, they're like, oh, that, why don't you get something? Like, dude, I'm waiting. Like, I, I've waited, for, like, 12 years to get tattooed by a certain person. Who's somebody know? that, like... Uh, well, right now, I've gotten tattooed by... Well, right now I've got spaces tattooed by dudes I've already got tattoos by. Okay. But I want more from them. So, like, Mark Mahoney, I want to get another one from him. Fred Negretti, I've been waiting to get tattooed, uh, like, eight years now for him to t- do a tattoo on me. And then uh, a few other people. Um, well, uh, what was her name? The old lady from Philippines? Oh,
0: Apple Od, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd love to get something from yeah, her. Hell yeah. And then also uh, Horiyoshi the third. I'd love to get, he's a famous tattooer in Japan. Oh, cool, and man. I'd love to get something from him. The last time we went to go visit him in Japan, you know, he was just like, he was his day off and he was just like, oh, do you want to get, I was like, he wanted, he was like, oh, do you want to get tattooed today? And I was like, not on your day off, you know. I yeah. was like, as a tattooer, I know, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, Bother you on your day off, but we ended up going to his house and Whoa. watching him paint and everything. So that was amazing. Does he use a machine or does or he does I, both? Oh. He does both, but he's just you know legendary Japanese tattooer. Yeah, oh,
0: so that's awesome.
1: Waiting to get something from him. Yeah. Other than that, I don't. Know. Yeah, no, that's about that's about it right there. Yeah.
0: On the reverse for that, like we were talking about music. Have you ever had, like, someone, like, from a band that you, like, grew up listening to or influenced by come in oh, and get
1: something? Hell, well, rancid, yeah. <laughs> really? Sure. Yeah. So Brandon and his girl just came out here, like, a week ago. To Hawaii? To Hawaii.
0: Oh, man.
1: They swam with sharks out here and did that whole experience out in Haleiwa, which was amazing, you know? And so after that, the day that day, we went up to his hotel room on North Shore at Turtle Bay and tattooed him in the room. So he got a little shark fin on his Whoa. ankle. Yeah, rad, stoked. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I, I mean, I love Ransom. I mean, like, it's funny because I've just been, every show they've been playing, I've kind of been going to it, you know? Like, oh, you playing in Austin? Oh, I got that weekend off, you know? I'll fly oh, to Austin man. to go watch you guys play. And then, you know, California. then just recently was in San Francisco. And it was like, you know, within two months I've seen him probably four times playing you know in different cities so it was you know it was really really rad
0: i remember man i think it was i had to be like eight i think it was like 94 when an outcome the wolves came out came out and like they had some like exposure i think like ruby soho was played on the radio
1: yeah could have Yeah. yeah yeah
0: and um My sister played it for me, and that was, like, my... I was still a little too young, but that was my first introduction. And then I got into, like, the Epitaph compilations and stuff like that, that you'd, like, do, like... uh, You'd send either, like, $5, like, snail mail through,
1: and then the label would send it back to you. Well, I got into it... Well, Operation Ivy. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. So
1: started listening to them, and I was Uh. like, oh, my God, you know, and then Rancid came, and I was like, oh, my God, I love these guys. And so, yeah, then, you know, like I said, just met Brandon through through BMXing, you know. I think either through Matt or Dennis McCoy or Rick Thorn, one of the, somebody introduced me to him. And cool. from there, you know, we became friends. It's been pretty good, yeah. It's rad.
0: I was, where was I? Um, I went to the the crater this morning. Um, Cocoa Head? The closer one. Uh, oh, Diamond Head? Diamond Head, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to, like, Magic Lagoon, and I was just sitting there, like, when things would come to my mind, I was writing them down yeah. for, for talking to you. And so there's a couple of things I, I, I actually wrote down okay. that um, maybe are, like, too cheesy or uncool for me to be asking. So, like, well, if if any of them are, you're just like, dude, I don't want to answer that. But they're, like, there's things I think some people would want to ask tattoo artists, but be, like, uh, a little apprehensive to ask. Um, so, <laughs> Have you ever had a situation where, the reason I asked this, I, was, I saw this video of a kid getting tattooed, uh-huh. and he was, like, freaking screaming,
1: man. I saw that one, yeah, yeah. on, the, on the YouTube or whatever. Have you ever
0: had somebody, like, freak
1: out? Yeah, yeah. Really? I've had Yeah. I've had this chick freak out, like, she was, she took a couple pills just to kind of calm her down oh. in the beginning. Okay. But I guess it just went in reverse. Really? And she just started flipping out, like throwing punches, all kinds of shit. And really? Like, dude, what the fuck? You know, and her girl or her boyfriend walked out to go get a cigarette or something or went he went like he was gone for a while. And like she's just like in a daze, not like her eyes are just like glassed over. She didn't know what the fuck she's doing, where she's at. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I was like, dude, what the fuck's all wrong with you? You know? Did and you get through it? No. Oh. No. Never got through it.
0: So she, she has like a partial.
1: She has outlines of flowers <laughs> in the back. Oh man! And then yeah, then she came to and like started freaking out, swinging at me, swinging at her, like wrecking shit. Whoa! Had to like hold her down, pretty much put her in a chokehold almost, but just calm her down. And then yeah, that's something else. Showed she. showed up and was like, and then all of a sudden, you know, after she calmed down, she was just like, loopy and like out of it. Like you have to carry her back to the car. It was, it was gnarly. Was that here? Yeah, it was here actually. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy.
0: (laughs) All right. Here's another one. So, uh, I'll use the analogy of like skateboarding. Right. So again, like Tony Hawk, right. Yeah. Probably the most well-known skater ever. Like is a professional skateboarder, but, Like, anybody in any line of work has a bad day and is, like, not going to meddle in a contest or, like, just not land anything. Like, if you have a bad day as a tattoo artist, like, that becomes, like, potentially, like, a bad lifetime for someone. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: like, does that ever happen? Like, do you have an off day?
1: Uh, You have an off day. You better learn how to shade really well and Uh. hide your mistakes is all i can say.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, i don't but, want to incriminate anything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like some days you you won't feel like tattooing and you don't have to. Yeah. You know what i mean? Oh,
0: okay. Or if you're
1: having a bad day, you just you, you, you don't show up, you know? It's yeah. not like it's heart surgery or something.
0: Or you could get like, someone's idea yeah. and say like we'll do it tomorrow or,
1: Yeah, or uh, have someone in the have someone else in shop do it or something, you know what i mean? Okay. But yeah, never had that bad of an off day. Okay. You know, you yeah. <laughs> we, I, you know, like uh, yeah, back in the day, yeah, back in the day when tattooing was new, and y- you know, there was a lot of partying in the shop. There was a lot of party tattoos that were going on. Yeah, yeah. Really bad party tattoos that were going on. And
0: can you think of like a really bad one?
1: Uh, I've got a few of them. I got a lot on me actually. A lot of the. Bartenders from around town have tattooed Uh. me, you know, and just, yeah, it's, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff.
0: So to that, and I had this one written down, like, Uh so if somebody comes in and is like, I have this idea, and in your mind you're thinking, like, that's such a shit idea, like,
1: or, like, they're like... You never tell them that.
0: But do you ever think to yourself, like... Maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, if it's like a 16-year-old kid he's like, I'm going to get my girlfriend's name on my neck. And you're like, dude, like, thinking in your mind, like, this never works well. Like right, this, right,
1: right, right. Th- you know, back in the day, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it, yeah. you know, as a moral standard. You're just like, I mean, I guess I'll still do it with uh, some people today. Okay. But for the most part, you know, you're just like, it's hard to talk people out or into whatever they're into. Mm. So you kind of just try to do the best job you can. Yeah. And for That's names fair. and stuff like that, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll water down my black and make it like a lighter gray uh, so where it's easier to so mm-hmm. it's easier to cover up or get rid of later, you know. Yeah. Just in case.
0: Have you ever but done a cover-up of a name on someone? Of course, no.
1: yeah. I've done it, like, the very next day. Oh, no. I've done a tattoo on a chick's name, on her, on her neck, Whoa. of her girlfriend. And the very next day, she came in and just wanted a black square over it. Whoa. And I was like, is that all you should? I was like, I could do, like, a flower or a rose. She goes, nope, black square over it. I was like, cool. Yeah. All right. And then, you know, throughout the years, I've probably tattooed three or four names on her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just leave mine on there. That's crazy, man. I, leave, I, just, I have a bunch of girls' names on me, and I just leave it on there. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's part of part of your life.
0: Are you with somebody? No. Okay. No. There was a time when, like, you know, face tattoos were reserved for tattoo artists or, like, certain cultures around the world. Right. Or even, like, maybe, like like, biker culture, like motorcycle biker culture. Right. Now in the, in the
1: 2000s, like, everybody, every
0: suburban white insane. boy with a SoundCloud wants to get
1: it's tattoos on his face. It's insane.
0: Is that something that you talk to someone about? Like, hey, like, you're going to be a lifer after this, like...
1: Right. No, I've I've been talking to a lot of people because uh, a lot of people want to get their faces tattooed. Yeah. And I try to talk them out of it, you know. It, def- it definitely puts you in a different category when you're traveling yeah. or in professional situations. But definitely when I'm traveling, you know, I get the random search. Oh, of course. Of course I get the random search, you know. And it's always like that. But I kind of knew what I was getting myself into when I got got them, you know, back. It's been a while now, so. uh, I try to talk people out of face tattoos and, you know, anything above the neck or anything, you know what I mean. But if they want to get them. I'll do them, you know, yeah. But I try to talk some, you know, tell them what the deal is and if they're still adamant about it, you know. All you could do is do a really nice tattoo on them, you know what I mean?
0: This has nothing to do with tattoos, but I just, before I came here, I laid over in Osaka. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, I've been traveling for six months, so I haven't been back into the States. I went to a country that has Sharia law, which is Brunei. Malaysia is officially, uh, their official religion is islam yeah indonesia is largely islamic but not officially islamic yeah and
1: none like, of them like tattoos
0: well that's true right. that, that's a big thing <laughs> but in osaka they they kept scanning my passport and this is when i was just getting my boarding pass and they're like oh we're gonna have to have somebody interview you so i'm like what and they're like because you're
1: s- in those countries
0: that's what i'm assuming yeah. they wouldn't tell me why
1: yeah because you're in those countries yeah. I'm like for a certain amount of time, you know. They're
0: like the Department of Homeland Security wants us to do this. I'm like, yeah. in Japan? <laughs> like right, right, what? Right. It was weird.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I because we were in Kuala Lumpur and it was gnarly. Like oh, yeah. nobody wanted like all my white friends could not get a cab. No really? cab would stop. And I'd like uh, I'd have right. to flag down a cab. Everyone would hide under the bushes or whatever. Yeah. I'd get into the cab and everyone would jump in. And it was crazy like that. Like we had a, we had this crazy cab driver one night. We were coming back from a spa, and there was like a bunch of us in this cab, like dudes, girls, you know. We're all in this cab. I'm in the passenger seat, you know, and he's talking all this crazy shit. Like, oh, you do you know who my neighbor is? And we're like, what? Oh, <laughs> How I would know I that? know that? Who's that? And he's like, oh, my neighbor is Osama bin Laden, and uh, I I love Osama bin Laden, and you guys are Americans, and he's like. Driving all nuts, like, through these little alleyways and shit like that. And, you know, like, I know my friend April was in the car and she was getting scared. And a couple other people were in the car were like, the fuck is this guy doing, you know? And I'm like, fuck this, dude, you know? I'm like, fuck you, you know? Like, pulling his e-brake, knocking it into neutral every single chance I got. And he was just like, fuck, yeah. I was like, fucking step out of the car, motherfucker, you know? And, like, he just was just so pissed. Kicked us all out. Like, luckily, we could see our hotel from where we were at. So we walked back. But, yeah, it was just (laughs) gnarly. Like, the guy was just, like, not having it. You know what I mean?
0: I think people have sort of the connotation, too, where if you have face tattoos that, like.
1: I didn't have face tattoos back then. Oh, wait. No, I had my head done. But I had hair, so you couldn't even see. Okay. But no face tattoos.
0: But, but, But separate from that incident. Yeah, yeah. I think that. You know, people have the connotation that, like, oh, he's a, a tough
1: guy. Right, right. Right. Like, have
0: you ever had anybody, like, oh, like yeah. posture up oh, just be- all the time? Really? All the time. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. It happens quite a bit. You You're seem like, like you'd
0: be able to talk people down, though.
1: Yeah. You could talk people down or you could fight people. Or hit the them with a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, around here, it hadn't happened in this year anyway, but yeah, oh. you know, but you'll get into fights for sure. You That's know, crazy. Around, especially here in Waikiki at night, if you're at the bar. Like tourists? Oh, anyone. Anyone, uh. really. Locals, tourists, whatever. It doesn't even matter. But luckily, a lot of people around town here know me. So, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people have my back, thankfully. You know, so I don't really have to worry too much. But, like, I know when I'm in different countries and shit like that or different parts of the world, you're at some bar. Someone's going to talk shit. Yeah. So you just... Have to either yeah talk your way out or fight.
0: God damn which, it! In yeah, another country, yeah. the the proposition of fighting in another country is scary.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you never know what you know what the penalties or yeah. whatever are over there. Because we got into a fight in Shanghai and it was just like really. Well, what's gonna happen? And we're like nothing. Just walk home. We're like cool later. You know. Whoa. That was that, you know, it's pretty wild. You're just like well fuck it, cool. That's why I mean I was like I loved it there, you know. Yeah. Like you walk around town and it's just craziness all around you but no one's trying to trying to mug you or fucking fight you, you know, not really anyway. Uh. You just had a good time and you could do whatever the fuck you wanted over there, Whoa. you know. It seemed like no one cared. Yeah, gnarly.
0: Are you a fan of MMA?
1: I am. Huge okay. fan.
0: All right, yeah. cool.
1: So tomorrow night's that Bellator fight, right? Yeah, are you going? Yeah. Oh, going sweet. That. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, years ago, I was training with Chris Lieben. Oh, yeah,
0: earlier, yeah.
1: Like, probably 10 years ago now or that whatever. The guy you just tattooed,
0: he looked like Chris Lieben. His face did. I, I wanted to say what something to him. Oh, no. A yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And he had, like, Chris Lieben's hairline a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Chris sorry. Is anyway. way than, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, he, it was, that was rad, you know? Oh. Got to hang out with him quite a bit. That's cool. W- what,
0: you were training, like, full
1: MMA or, like. No, just, uh, like sparring okay. and all that kind of stuff. Just going to his gym and everything, you know. But he was he was teaching a lot, you know, so it was rad.
0: Do you know Hans? Hans Molenkamp?
1: No. I, I do he's... know who he is, but I don't know him. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because there's like, um, there's a lot of people f- from the world of MMA around here. Out
1: here, yeah, for yeah. sure. Tons of dudes.
0: I you saw know. you know uh, Kylan Curran.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah. Did you tattoo her or you just... No, 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 sure. Her, so, yeah, it's, I've... So her sister that just passed away, we were really, really tight, oh. you know. And then um, I didn't really know Kylan until just recently, like, you know, after her sister passed away, you know, I I saw her around. And I, so it was the other night I kind of just went up to her. I was like, hey, you know, me and your sister were really good friends, mm. blah, blah, whatever. And uh, and i known her dad for a long time, too. Like, oh, wow. his dad's from my neighborhood. So, you know. And then other than that, yeah, like. OK. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know her, but I, I think she's rad. She had like an unfortunate run in the UFC.
1: Yeah. But like Vice. She's still training and she's. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, she come back up and get in there and mix it up with everyone. You know what I mean? So that'll be good. Yeah. Still young, you know, so she'll get she'll get another shot for sure.
0: Is Max Holloway from Oahu?
1: He is. He's oh, from no the West side way. of the island. Yeah, he's from yeah. Do you know him at all? No, I don't. No. no. Okay. I've been wanting to meet him. Yeah, yeah. i stoked. Stoked on every, you know, everything he's accomplished and all that. It's Rad.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I ex- I
1: think he'll be at the fights tomorrow.
0: I think he's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's rad.
0: Um Are you going to go to like the the after parties or anything I don't like that? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, we're kind of just playing it by ear. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool, See cool. how everything goes tomorrow for sure. Yeah. 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 I love 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 MMA.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't
1: like training, I just you know that for that few months I did go to Lehman's, I you know that's probably the most I've ever done.
0: He lives on this island too.
1: He he lived. He's in San Diego now. Oh, so okay. he had a kid and everything out there and a girl. So he's just a uh, he's he's up there. He's actually he did his first bare knuckle boxing yeah, fight and yeah. you want He, he knocked
0: out Phil Baroni.
1: Yeah. yeah, he did that, and then he's also a referee. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, I saw that.
1: Yeah, he's doing good now, yeah. Cool. His health is all back up, and he's doing really good, so stoked for him.
0: How do you split your time between Hawaii and the States?
1: Like um, This year, I've been there every month. So my daughter lives, or she used to live out in California, so that was the reason I went there so much, to hang out with her. But they just moved to Colorado, so now it's like, okay, uh, okay. Now I got to go to Colorado. So you know, make L.A. a layover, hang out with all the boys at Shamrock, and then make it to Colorado, and then maybe on the way back, stop at Shamrock again and hang out with the boys, cool. and then come back here. So haven't done the trip yet, but probably January or February I'll do it and okay. see how it goes. And then I'll then from there I'll figure out how many times I can go back and forth and make it work, you know. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: We're almost at an hour. All right. Uh, I'm curious, though, about like, any sort of like future projects or anything you might be working on or like if there's any places in the States that you're going to be working at that people can expect to, to know that you're going to be there.
1: Right, right. No, you know, nothing right now. Be here in Hawaii for the next few weeks at least. Working here in Waikiki, maybe on the west side, who knows. Cool. And uh, Shamrock anytime I'm in California for sure. Or Rick Walter's shop down there in Huntington Beach. Uh, other than that, that's kind of about it. Just trying to ride bike, trying to ride bikes more and yeah. hang out more. You know, your body's still holding up, holding up uh, a little right. bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, barely. How, still how, get to roll around the parks and have a fun time. Oh, that's
0: cool, man. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's is is the weather like always like this, or does it get pretty hot?
1: It gets really hot in the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's I like the heat right though. Now. Oh, do I love the heat. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't mind it. Yeah, like I, I, loved New York in the summertime when it was all hot. I'm like, oh man, everyone's I Everyone's like, "You like it here?" Yeah, I'm I'm like, hate oh it. yeah, you know, like you got your Filipino blood, all man. Loose, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got that Filipino blood. You're like, I like it. You know, I went oh. to, I went to the Philippines like two years ago, and everyone's like, "Man, ah, it's fucking hot." I'm like, man, eh, I don't mind it. You know,
0: what, I like what, it. What part are your parents from? Uh,
1: Lipa City, Batangas. So it's uh, kind of south of Manila, I think. Okay, yeah. Somewhere around there, I can't remember exactly where, but it was like a almost a two-hour drive so from Manila. St- they still
0: have family there. They yeah, yeah. Been, oh,
1: uh, I have a ton of family in Philippines still. So.
0: Oh, cool, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cool.
0: How can people find all your stuff, your socials, your uh, shops, and all that?
1: Instagram, Big Island, Mike, Big Island Mike or Big Island Mike Tattoos on Instagram, and here at Holly Nui when I'm here in Waikiki or Shamrock when I'm up in Hollywood or Rick Walter's shop when I'm in Huntington beach.
0: Awesome. I'll link to that stuff too. Cool. So people can get it directly. All right. Big Island Mike. Hell uh, yeah, man. Thank thanks, you. Tim. Thanks, thanks for doing it.
1: this. Cheers. Awesome.
0: That's a wrap on episode number 95 of the voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Thank you to big Island Mike, Mike Castillo for being my guest on this episode. Thank you to all of you Voyagers for tuning in as always. You can check the show notes for all the information on how to find out about Mike and for the information about my Patreon account. I'm going to have a song play us out here. So I mentioned a band from Hawaii. They are called Rotten Blossom. We mentioned them briefly in this episode. So I'm going to play a song by them You can get their stuff. uh, They have a band camp where you can listen to it and you can also download it and buy it. And they also have their songs on iTunes. So this is Rotten Blossom with Relatable and then you're not going to hear me talk again. So thank you everybody. And as always, please take care of each other. Bye-bye.